Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the Live It Well podcast. We are your hosts, Chris and Jenny Gravy. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. We are so glad that you're here with us. Each week, we invite authors, mentors, friends of ours who have an inspiring message, who are living their life well. And so our goal is to learn and grow, and we want to invite you to do the exact same thing with us. So hope you're ready. Let's dive right in. Merry Christmas! Woo-hoo. It's almost Christmas, yeah. which is why this episode is late. <laughs> <laughs> it's right on time. What are you talking about? If you're wondering, oh, it usually comes on Tuesday. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's this- a special edition, <laughs> Christmas edition. It's a Christmas edition where the episode comes out on Wednesday because if you're a parent, you know the last week of school before Christmas break is known in parent land as the busiest week of your life. Known as wrong. Just <laughs> on so many levels. So without further ado, we are here. The teacher gifts are done. The parties are done. And mm. it is officially Christmas break in the gravy house. Wow. So here you go. It's Wednesday. Without further ado, the last episode of 2019. Woo! Yes. <laughs> been a good year. It's been a great year. What yeah. a big year. But today, we are finishing the year off right as we revisit one of our favorite questions at the end of every single episode. What advice would you give to the younger you? In this episode, you will hear responses from John Eldridge, Margaret Feinberg, John Mark Comer, and some of our favorites from 2019. All such great advice. Yes. And I wish all of us would have heard this when we were younger. Yes. So take each part of this, glean it, put it into your life, enjoy it. This is the last episode of 2019. Merry Christmas, guys. Merry Christmas, everybody. Hmm. I would tell the 20-year-old me that God is strong at your breaking point that at those moments when you think it's all going to fall apart, that it's all over, to throw in the towel, that the storm clouds are too severe, that is when you will discover just how strong our God is. He is strong at your breaking point. The advice I would give to the younger me is don't let other people's opinions um, bother you so much and don't let their accolades make you feel so awesome about yourself. And advice to my younger self would probably be Sabbath. And you know what I mean? Like at a a practical level, I wish that if I could go back and talk to my 18-year-old self, I would say one day out of seven, you devote to stopping, resting, delighting, and worshiping. And um, if I could have a longer conversation with my younger self, I would probably talk about metrics for success. Like what makes a good life? When you come to the end of your life, which when you're 18 feels like it won't ever happen, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, what, what, it's the Stephen Covey thing of write your eulogy in advance. Like what will have been a good life? And what are you gonna define as success? What, what's the vision of life that you're gonna run after? And do you wanna just receive the one that's handed to you by American culture and, and often by American church culture? Or, or, do, or do you wanna maybe pursue another vision? more in line with that of Jesus. I, that's the longer conversation I had. But you know what? My 18-year-old self would not have listened to either of those. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, sure, old man. So, sure, I, I think it would be a waste of my breath. Two things come to mind. The first is sort of about when it comes to decision-making. Um, and this I heard from my friend Holly Good, who told me once that red flags never get smaller. 
So if you have a small red flag about a decision or a situation, it's not going to get smaller. It's only going to grow. So pay close attention when you feel that red flag. Um, We can trust that almost all of the time. So that's fun. And I found that to be true. I mean, right? Yes. Never like it goes away. It always leads somewhere, you know? Yes. Yeah. Or you wish you had listened to it. Because you dismiss it. Like that's what we think. Well, this is going to go away. So we dismiss it. But I think if I could tell myself, pay attention when you have those like little red flag moments, like those little, "Mm, oh no, most likely it's going to (laughs) grow. And then I think the second thing is from any of my advice is from other people. But (laughs) this is something I've heard and it stuck with me is when um, Dallas Willard says to relentlessly eliminate hurry from your life. And she walks I around the house saying that all the time. <laughs> we're eliminating hurry as we're trying to run out the door, you know, yeah, get to the place. Hurry. Yeah, if I followed that when I was 22, I think I would be a much more peaceful person now because I would have been practicing it all these years. All right, what advice, if you're sitting across from the younger John Townsend, what advice would you give him? Um, get intentional about your comrades and your life team. High-performing people tend to be picked by others who want your time. They don't pick others, and that's a mistake. Sometimes we feel like, gosh, for me to ask for somebody who's really got a lot of gifts and character maturity that I need, gosh, I'd rather not do that. feels too, like, forward. So I just wait for somebody to say, oh, you know, you're a really cool person. I want you to disciple me and mentor me. That's great. But don't be picked as much as you pick, and you'll have a better life team. I would say that just to not compare or not let that thought that, Mm. oh, somebody else already did that, so I'm not going to do it. I think that's what held me back for like three years, you know, and Steve Mm. was the one that said, just do that. And I think specifically speaking to women, this is more of a point for the women listening, that there's a lot of that that happens. And, you know, when you also just you know statistically like a lot of more men start businesses and get investment and i think that part of that is you know different biases and things that are unhealthy but i think it's because also a lot of women don't push for things too um part of it is is on us to be strong and be confident and not be comparing yourself constantly and what you're building and saying oh well they're doing that and then not letting every time you see someone else's success belittle your lack of success or where you're at but letting someone else's success inspire you saying that as people we should be on one another's team so you see someone else's success almost as your success because we're on team human you know yeah. and that's, that's that good. idea of comparison oh that girl's company like she's doing way more brand deals than me or she's making more money or she just bought a house or this and that it's so easy to get caught up in that and let you just get discouraged for what you're doing but you have to really stay in your lane and connect back to your vision and just keep slowly building and I remember I was reading an interview with the founder of Vice Media Company and they said you know why are you a five billion dollar company and he said because I just wouldn't stop and I never gave up and that just slow building something slow and steady and healthy can grow into a massive empire 
you know, so these days a lot of rapid businesses that shoot up, a lot of them crash too. So you can't watch those things and let any of that discourage you because you don't know the future and you just have to keep going slow. And so that's what I do with Darling and with Wilderness. We're like, let's build steady, small, great businesses and just let those grow and not be obsessed with it's not happening now. And we don't have enough money now. And look at these people doing this and that. That's just such a trap. And I think if you really want to be successful, you just slowly build and be okay with that. You need a spiritual father or mother. We're in an hour right now where I think what God is up to is he is reorganizing the body of Christ around spiritual fathers and mothers because that's what we need. And so I would say, my goodness, go find one. Like ask for one, pray for one, because then you have someone to help shepherd you through your writing or your speaking or your whatever it is, right? Yeah. You know, your justice movement or, or building that orphanage that you wanted to build. Like you'll have someone to help shepherd you through that. Do not do that without someone older and wiser in your life. I would say to pay attention to their internal lives and try to see what God is saying to them, what God is calling them to do, to be. I don't think we can do this on our own. I don't think it just comes out of the sky. I think it's a relationship that we learn to have with God and we practice it. And then it becomes more natural and more real for us. I would say chill, Don. Um, <laughs> you know, I am going to turn 60 in April. And when I look back on the 25-year-old, 26-year-old Don who, you know, was ready to rock the world and get out of my way, people, kind of thing, I just think, you know, God is on the throne. And I guess I just have learned a lot about the sovereignty of God and realizing, you know, Don is not God. God is. And there's a lot of stuff we waste our time worrying about and trying to change. You know, I think we have to just realize, like, sometimes, you know, we are not in control. And, you know, when you're in your 20s, you think you have the world by the tail and, you know, you can do anything and everything. And why are these stupid people getting in the way? Weren't <laughs> for these people, you know? Yeah, stupid people live. <laughs> They're everywhere. They sure are. No, seriously, I just think you just have to chill. And I'm just grateful for those moments when I realize, you know, I don't have to worry about that. You know, so chill doesn't mean being slothful. Chill means give stuff up. Go with an open hand. Yeah. And, you know, I think so much of our life, like even my children, we've gone through a lot of heartache with our three boys. And there are some things, like I go, Okay, did I miss family devotions one weekend so that this happened? And then I realized, no, I, this is an open hand, you know? Mm -hmm. So That's that so would good. be my message to young Don, chill. I would say intimacy with the Lord on a daily basis is the secret to happiness. Love and joy and peace come from the Holy Spirit, not from... I mean, temporary joy can come from circumstances, but it, it's totally vain and empty in the long run. Uh, intimacy with the Lord. If Before, I kind of had this mentality of, if I want to have fun, 
I got to lead Jesus out of that. And if I want to be spiritual, then I can go to church and pray and read my Bible and obey and whatever. But God is the king of fun. I mean, Scripture says, at his right hand are pleasures forevermore. In his presence is fullness of joy. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Um, 1 Timothy 6 says, God gives us everything good in life richly to enjoy them. And so God is not up in heaven trying to steal all our fun away and for us to live boring, empty lives. Hanging out with Jesus was the best thing in the world for the disciples. They're like, our minds, our lives are blown away at the awesomeness of who he is. And uh, so invite Jesus into the fun of your life. Oh, man, I would say just stay patient. Just keep doing the work. Stay focused on today. And don't get too caught up in the what ifs and in the future. Don't get too caught up in the past either. Really just stay focused on on your lane, on, on your day and what you can do. Uh, I'd just tell him to calm down and not be quite so obnoxious, you know. I'd, <laughs> I'd say, it's like, still, still go on that journey and like discover all those things, and yeah, do that and be passionate and all of that. But people go on the journey at different pace, and uh, I'd say be passionate. I mean, I think I think I'm like this now. Like, I'm still passionate and energetic about the ideas that are kind of shaping me. But there's a there's more room for grace, and um, you know I'm an old guy now, so it's like I'm I'm I'm, I'm a fatherly kind of thing. So I, I'm trying to say to the twenty-something-year-old me, like just cajole people into this journey, don't bludgeon them into it. Okay, the last question is: What advice would you give to the younger you? Chill out. It's going to turn out better than you could imagine. <laughs> That's so I, you know, I, I, I mentioned I am a writer because there's really nothing else that anybody would pay me to do. And so I'm so glad it turned out. But I think I missed some of my early kids childhood because I was so desperate to see it happen. Mm. I was so colored by the disappointments, eight years of straight rejections. And, and if you could tell me where I would be now that we're talking about the 19th book or something and how many copies. have been, I wish I could have just laid back and enjoyed those years uh, and enjoyed my kids childhood because you know what childhood is a season when you're in it it feels like it never ends and take it from an empty nester it does Aww. and it leaves a big silence and a thud enjoy every one of those days and every one of those weekends because you'll miss them all right last one what advice would you give to the younger you mm, love hard Love hard, especially because I now know what that would cost me um, to love hard. And I would do it all again. I would do it all again. I wouldn't have spared myself any of the pain that I have gone through by loving hard and by loving what death can touch. Um, I wouldn't change that. I wouldn't change that. And I think sometimes we try to protect ourselves from the inevitable and really um, that's where grace is grace is in the inevitable mm -hmm. so I would I would say hold back nothing love completely love completely because it is a privilege to love that much to be that broken over 
um, something that you loved like crazy. So love hard. I tell you what, you're right, babe. I could listen to that over and over and over again. Yeah, it's really incredible. Guys, we hope this episode blessed you as much as it did us. And we want to hear from you. Come and find us on social media or send us an email over at our website, letsliveitwell.com. Well, that is a wrap for today's episode. And as always, you can find all the information from today's episode in our show notes over at letsliveitwell.com. Well, we hope you were inspired to find some new habits in your life. We're going to close this out like we do every single time. Remember, you only get one life. Live Live it it well. well.